Coming up this half hour, our farewell episode, looking back on four and a half years of Pets Plus Us. The coronavirus pandemic threw the world into a state of continual uncertainty with a series of seemingly unending changes. One of the constants during all of this has been Reach Out Radio and a weekly episode of Pets Plus Us. Able to switch gears to accommodate lockdowns and restrictions to continue to bring it to you, our valued listeners. Well, it's the end of an era as Reach Out Radio completes its mission and Pets Plus Us signs off for the last time. It was late in 2015 that I was first presented with the opportunity to bring a new program to Reach Out Radio dedicated to all things pets. Plus us, of course. You told us you wanted to hear about pets, and I was delighted to bring you a new program every week. With scientific breakthroughs and choosing the latest toys for our animal companions and lots of topics and interesting tidbits in between. Rabbits, small mammals, dogs, cats, gerbils, horses, goats, birds, reptiles. From adopting to caring for and then saying goodbye to our pets when the time came. We've covered them all. Through the research required to bring you a new and hopefully interesting episode every week, I learned right along with you about everything from abscesses, sorry Maureen, to xylitol. We learned about the latest pet food recalls, changes in airline restrictions for pets and other animals, the difference between a service animal and an emotional support animal. The portion of the program I like to call Don't Eat That made it into most of the episodes where we learned what foods, vegetation, and household items are toxic for our pets and which are safe. We listened to Dr. Seuss's story, What Pet Should I Get?, and learned in the process the importance of Adopt, Don't Shop, and why spay and neutering is good for everybody. We learned some interesting things from the Why Does My Pet department, like why dogs like to stick their head out the car window and why cats don't, and why dogs bark at the mailman. It made perfect sense once we looked at it from the dog's point of view. Let's review in these articles. In Discover Magazine by Megan Schmidt, Why Your Dog Likes Sticking Its Head Out the Car Window. If happiness were a picture, there's a pretty good chance it would be a dog with its head sticking out of the car window. It seems few pups can resist a breeze running through their fur and their ears flapping in the wind as their owner cruises into the sunset. And based on those wind-whipped grins, dogs seem to wholeheartedly enjoy this simple pleasure. But you have to admit, seeing a dog zoom by while catching the breeze is a pretty odd spectacle. Most of us have probably wondered why dogs stick their heads out of car windows. Is it the fresh air? Or is there something more to it? Most dogs have a weird quirk or two, usually, that makes them all the more lovable, usually. But unlike other common canine behaviors, such as butt sniffing, tail chasing and kicking a leg during an epic belly rub, their car adequate is less understood. Riding in cars with dogs. Sticking heads out of windows understandably hasn't gotten much attention in animal behavior research. But experts have a pretty good hunch as to why an open car window is your dog's idea of a good time. And it's not because Rover is glad to be getting out of the house for a bit. Dogs receive more olfactory stimulation with their heads fully outside the car versus inside the car. 
and even having the windows down only a few inches seems to provide enrichment and stimulation that dogs will seek out, says Natalie Zielinski, Director of Behavior Services at the Wisconsin Humane Society. The canine olfactory system is highly developed and far superior to ours. For starters, a dog's nose is equipped with a complex maze of 300 million scent receptors compared to our measly 5 million. The more receptors, the more sensitive the nose is. And dog noses aren't just cute. They're practically designed to savor smells. Dogs have two air passages, one for breathing and one dedicated to smelling. To top things off, the canine olfactory cortex, the part of the brain responsible for processing smells, is 40 times larger than that of a human. It's like watching TV. The result is that a dog's sense of smell is far more powerful than ours. A rolled-down car window opens up a world of near-infinite olfactory novelties for dogs. When sticking their head out the window, they can smell every person in the street, every trash can they go by, every patch of grass, restaurant, and other dogs. It's like watching TV for us, says Jennifer Cadet an animal behavior researcher and owner of Medical Mutts, a service dog training center in Indianapolis. Although odors are probably the main attraction here, we shouldn't underestimate dogs' other senses. Contrary to popular belief, Cadet says sight is a dog's primary source of information. An open window is much more interesting than laying in the back seat. Zelinsky likens an open car window to a sensory trifecta for dogs. In addition to constantly changing sights and smells, dogs also get tactile stimulation from the air blowing on their faces, which probably feels good. Creatures of habit. But we shouldn't paint all dogs with a broad brush. Cadet says motivations for leaning out the car window may depend on the individual dog. And for some, the reasons could go beyond stimulating the senses. While many dogs love excitement and adventure, others are creatures of habit. Looking out the window may help some dogs gain a sense of control over their environment by allowing them to see where they are. They could be trying to anticipate what's next or trying to figure out if they're going to the dog park or the vet. And even though your dog is probably happy to be sitting next to its favorite human, an open window may represent access to freedom, Cadet says. When dogs are confined in any capacity, they tend to look for an opening, she says. No matter the reason, unless you have an unconfident pup on your hands, most dogs can't resist a cracked window. The same might go for other animals, too. In fact, dogs simply happen to be the creatures we travel around with the most. After all, who can resist the wind in their face? I'm sure other animals would do the same if they were in a car, but we generally don't travel with goats, sheep, or cats loose in the car, Cadet says. I've seen horses stick their head out, but I have no way to tell if most animals would if they had a chance. Well, personally, I'm willing to bet this would not be a favorite activity for most cats. And this posted on GoPetPlan.com for PetPlan Pet Insurance, Nicole Laraco skin explains 
the reason why dogs bark at the mailman. Every dog wants to be the master of his domain. And every single day, except for Sunday, in your dog's eyes, an intruder comes to your house and tries to break in. Thankfully for you and your belongings, your brave and valiant dog chases away that intruder every day. Who is this mystery intruder? The mailman, of course. But have you ever wondered exactly why dogs bark at the mailman every time? It goes beyond just stranger danger. Reinforcement. You see, things that make your dog feel good, reinforcers, make behavior stronger. For example, your dog sits at your feet while you eat because that one time you let a tasty morsel fall to the floor so he learned to wait there in case it happens again. And while we tend to think of reinforcers as treats, toys, or affection, one reinforcer we don't often think of is when something threatening is removed from a situation. Such is the case with the mailman. Every day your dog's space is threatened by the mailman, leading Fido to bark and go crazy at the door in an attempt to shoo away the threat. The mailman leaves because he or she has finished delivering the mail, but your dog thinks that he made the mailman go away and that's a great feeling. The barking behavior is strengthened or reinforced every time the threat leaves. So Fido continues to save your family every day at mail time. While this behavior is generally harmless and kind of adorable, some dogs can be very sensitive to it, to the point of having behavioral problems or aggressive outbursts when anyone knocks at the door, not just the mailman. How can you stop this behavior? What can you do to stop it? A little basic training goes a long way. Be proactive. If you know what time your mailman generally comes, plan training sessions around that time. Have your dog on a leash and practice your sits, stays, and quiets when the mailman is around. If you set up a controlled situation and work through it, you have a better shot at your dog following your direction the next time a surprise intruder shows up. Teach your dog how to go to place or find a bed, crate, or mat on command and stay there until released. This way, if your dog is charging the door when you go to get a package, you can cue him to go to place until you bring it in. Again, remember to practice in non-distracting situations first. If your dog is too excited to work through the distraction, you are no better off back down the distraction level and work your way up until your dog can handle it. Well, we learned plenty of tips on Pets Plus Us for caring for our pets in hot weather, cold weather, how to include our pets in our disaster preparedness plans, how to keep them safe and happy during holidays. Every Thanksgiving, we listen to the poem under the table from guideposts, reminding us to give thanks most of all for our furry and feathered companions. We've listened to spooky Halloween tales, shared funny stories about our pets, holiday antics, and just any day of the week, like the dog whose veterinary x-ray revealed a belly full of rocks. Remember that one. And then came the pandemic, and our focus turned to how to get through lockdowns and restrictions and uncertainty. 
we learn that pets turned out to be some of the most essential workers in many of our lives, as they filled in for the essential need for not only companionship during bleak times, but for touch when distancing restrictions deprived so many of it. We learned how to help our pets readjust to going from having us with them 24-7 to preparing to be left in the house again as we started going back to work and return to normalcy. We heard this reported on Fox News. Some pet dogs need expensive therapy after lockdowns. Some pets have apparently become too comfortable with their owners being home all the time. Written by Jane Ridley for New York Post and published April 9th, 2021. Nicole Cueto sobbed as she locked the door of her apartment and heard her dog Marty crying hysterically on the other side. He was anxious and upset, the Manhattan resident recalled of the incident earlier this year when she had to go out to work for the first time in months. It was extremely traumatic for both of us, and I could not focus on my job for days after. To help him cope, Cueto has invested $340 in professional pet training and counseling, a fraction of the amount many concerned owners are forking over, and Marty is becoming accustomed to being apart from his person. The boxer mix is among millions of animals across the U.S. who are already suffering from separation anxiety or are set to experience its painful effects after enjoying human company 24-7 since the pandemic took hold in March 2020. Now that people are getting vaccinated, offices are reopening and the work-from-home trend is diminishing. The critters are feeling lonely and confused. We've been inundated with inquiries from worried dog guardians, expert animal trainer and counselor Malena Martini Price told The Post. They're taking little trips out of the house and their pets are shredding the carpets and neighbors are complaining about barking. All the indicators show something is not well with their dogs. One of her clients, Jane Yates, has spent $4,800 so far to help her 18-month-old mutt Jasper adjust to the sad reality that she is physically returning to work in less than two weeks. We're paying $800 a month, the cost of a large car repair, but it's worth every cent, said Yates, a lab administrator in Portland, Oregon, who enlisted the virtual services of a D. Martini Price associate last October. All dogs have to learn that nobody can be truly present for them 24-7-365 and to live with their emotions and discomfort, she added. The pup rescued off the street and believed to be a Chihuahua pit bull mix bonded with Yates to such an extent that he once dug holes under a fence to try and follow her out. I returned from my walk to hear him alternating between barking and howling from a block away said his 55-year-old human. If I so much as put on a mask or picked up my keys, he would jump on the door and cry. The solution has been a desensitization program supervised remotely by Martini Price's employee, Tiffany Lovell, which involves Jasper spending incrementally longer periods of time apart from his owner. For example, Yates began leaving her kitchen for the garage and returning after a few seconds. Then when Jasper eventually recognized she would always come back, 
she increased the minutes of absence. Over the winter, she worked in the garage for several hours using a space heater to keep warm. She installed three cameras in her home so she could monitor the dog's behaviors and log them for Lovell's review. I'd report back on a shared Google sheet with a blow-by-blow account as if I were primatologist Jane Goodall watching chimps, said Yates. Thankfully, Jasper responded well to the training, which is a more individually tailored, hand-holding form of Demartini Price's $99 Mission Possible online program for separation anxiety in dogs. My husband and I decided we would do whatever we needed to make it work, concluded Yates, who was even prepared to give up her job if Jasper was unable to cope with the change. We love this dog very much. Equally, Cueto is so determined to help Marty. She scraped together the cash to pay $85 an hour for the advice of New York City trainer and counselor Joey Hernandez. The communications consultant and realtor for Citywide Apartments told the Post, Marty was an abused rescue dog and I will go to any lengths necessary to make sure he lives a very happy, fulfilled, and safe life. Those lengths have included rewarding Marty with high-value treats, such as pieces of chicken or hot dog when he lies in his bed, serving his meals in a dog food puzzle toy, which challenges his brain, and outdoor drills when Cueto will watch him in an enclosed space from afar before returning to him or calling him to heal. Marty brings me so much joy, she said, of the hound she adopted just over a year ago two weeks into the pandemic. He is my everything. We've heard stories about pets in the news, including recently the seemingly demonic Chihuahua Prancer who finally found his forever home, thanks to the writing creativity of his foster parent. In fact, let's enjoy a chuckle as we listen to that one once again, right now. In the news, April 10, 2021, Today's pet section by Francesca Guariano. Brutally honest adoption ad for demonic chihuahua goes viral. Going once, going twice for the neurotic man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dog who looks like a gremlin. Have you ever heard of a chihuahua described as a haunted Victorian child? What about a Chucky doll in a dog's body? Well, now you have. A tweet about a demonic chihuahua named Prancer, who is up for adoption, has gone viral on Twitter due to the brutally honest description written by his foster owner of what potential adopters could expect from the dog. Tiffany Fortuna, Prancer's current foster owner, shared a post to Facebook on April 7th with some photos and videos of the two-year-old pup trying to find a way to make the dog sound appealing to future adoptive owners. I've tried for the last several months to post this dog for adoption and make him sound palatable, she wrote. The problem is he's just not. There's not a very big market for neurotic man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dogs that look like gremlins. But I have to believe there's someone out there for Prancer because I'm tired, and so is my family. Every day we live in the grips 
of the demonic Chihuahua hellscape he has created in our home. Fortuna wrote that fellow Chihuahua owners would understand what she was talking about, saying Prancer embodied the Chihuahua meme that describes them as being 50% hate and 50% tremble. If you're intrigued and horrified at how this animal sounds already, just wait, there's more, she added. Prancer came to me obese, wearing a cashmere sweater with a bacon, egg, and cheese stuffed in his crate with him. I should have known in that moment that this dog would be a problem. She explained his previous owner was an elderly woman who treated Prancer like he was a human and didn't socialize him. Sprinkle in a little genetic predisposition for being nervous and you've concocted a neurotic mess, a.k.a. Prancer, she wrote. His first week, he was too terrified to have a personality. As awful as it sounds, I kind of liked him better that way. He was quiet and just laid on the couch. Didn't bother anyone. I was excited to see him come out of his shell and become a real dog. I am convinced at this point he is not a real dog, but more like a vessel for a traumatized Victorian child that now haunts our home. She also made an epic reference to the office in terms of how Prancer gets along with other animals. We have somewhat come to an agreement that it's wrong to attack the other animals, she explained. But you know that episode of the office where Michael Scott silently whispers, I kill you. That's Prancer having to begrudgingly coexist with everyone when I'm around. Prancer also has a very specific taste in humans in that he only likes women. So if you have a husband, don't bother applying unless you hate him. We also mentioned no kids for Prancer. I think at this point you can imagine why, she added. He's never been in the presence of a child, but I can already imagine the demonic noises and shaking fury that would erupt from his body if he was. Prancer wants to be your only child. Despite Prancer's oddities, Fortuna said he has some good traits, including his loyalty and penchant for companionship. She wrote, he likes to go for car rides. He is housebroken. He knows a few basic commands. He is quiet and non-destructive when left alone at home, and even though we call him baloney face, he is kind of cute to look at. He also smiles when he's excited. Fortuna understands that Prancer might be a hard sell and that finding someone who wants a Chucky doll in a dog's body is hard. If you've always wanted your own haunted Victorian child in the body of a small dog that hates men and children, please email njwoof at cs.com, she wrote. Oh, also, he's only two years old and will probably live to be 21 through pure spite, so take that into account if you're interested. Prancer's available for adoption through Second Chance Pet Adoption League, located in Morris Plains, New Jersey, even with the colorful description of Prancer given by Fortuna. Stephanie Pearl, a representative for Second Chance Pet Adoption League, told today via email that they have had inquiries nationwide for potential owners wanting to adopt him 
after sharing Fortuna's post on their Facebook page, but are only accepting local applications in order for the potential adopter to meet with him and form a connection. We've had lots of lovely, well-meaning people inquiring, and we hope that every one of them goes to their local shelter or rescue and opens their home to a needy dog like Prancer. Well, maybe not just like Prancer, but there are so many homeless dogs in need, she wrote. Pearl said that Second Chance Pet Adoption League specializes in misunderstood little ones. Much like Prancer, who need specific homes due to their fears, lack of socialization and training, as well as tough pasts. She also says for anyone looking to adopt a new canine friend into their family, not to overlook the underdogs. No matter what personality, breed, size, age you are looking for, you can find your match in a shelter or rescue somewhere, she wrote. And consider being a foster home. Prancer is only alive, adored, and now scarily famous today because his foster mom stepped up and rescued him to keep him from being euthanized or brought to a shelter where his unique um, attitude may not have been understood or appreciated. Prancer's unique personality melted the hearts of many on social media who have now become personally invested in his adoption journey and are still thinking about him after the viral post. I really hope Prancer the Chihuahua finds his forever home. I love you, sweet devil prince, one person tweeted. Another user wrote, Just read the adoption ad for Prancer the haunted Victorian Chihuahua and I damn near choked on my tea. What a treat. Someone please adopt and love this dog. Here is an update on Prancer. Several sources have reported that he has been adopted. On April 26, We Rate Dogs tweeted this, along with some photos of the tan and white Prancer in which the furry demon is pictured with his ears plastered back on his head and giving side eye to the camera. It reads, This is Prancer. He's the vessel for a traumatized Victorian child who went viral for his brutally honest adoption ad. We are excited to share. He finally found his forever home. One without men, children, or anything else. He can't hocking stand. He rates 14 out of 10. And at soft side one adds that thanks to Prancer and his viral adoption, ad writing Foster, Tiffany, Fortuna, around 10 more pups have been adopted from Second Chance Pet Adoption League. In closing, listeners, I want to thank the amazing management staff at WXXI and Reach Out Radio for their brilliant, outstanding work on Pets Plus Us and in all the other aspects of Reach Out Radio, especially our awesome program director, Ruth Finney, and her team, with whom I was fortunate to have worked on the program over the years. Maureen Rich, Andy Shields, Ray Trim, Tim George, Mark Goldfisher, all top-notch professionals and good people who I've had the honor and pleasure to work with. I really want to thank you, our valued listeners from coast to coast, most of all for tuning in all these years. I've enjoyed bringing Pets Plus Us to you, and I hope you enjoyed it half as much as I have. And that will do it for this episode. I'm your host and producer, Mary DeFranco. Many thanks for listening this week and throughout the years. And as always, don't forget, please spay and neuter your pets. It's healthy for them and the environment.